to the buying time with Melanie Bolduck. Today's special guest is Ashley McLaughlin, uh, Beer Mama. How, hi, how are you? Good. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for coming. And so um, I, I, I introduced you as your tagline on Instagram. Yes. Because you have this amazing Instagram following. And so you started out sort of as a beer influencer, I suppose that's the best way to explain it. Yeah. I mean, well, I started out as a beer drinker. Ah. And then I turned into a, an accidental influencer. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But you've been really successful at it. So that's really good. Yeah. So tell me that's, about your experience. A good accident. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I love it. I, you know, it's like do what you love and everything else will follow. That's the way it's supposed to be. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So how did you get started? Um, so I got, I mean, I got started when Instagram was still pretty new. I've had my platform for quite some time. Um, and I moved back to Maine permanently after I had my daughter so that, oh, wow. Um, I'm aging myself here a little bit. That was almost 15 years ago. And, um, I had always loved beer, you know, craft beer very casually. And I, moved home in Maine, obviously, even at that time. So had an abundance of really great product available to try. Um, and I didn't know anybody here right. in town like at all. So what I would do is at the time I was working as a massage therapist down on Commercial Street in Portland. So right downtown. And um, I had stumbled across Novari Res at some point. So I right. would park yeah. uptown yeah. so that Novari Res was directly between where I worked and my car. And I signed up for the chalice list where you drink 235 different beers. It's a prescribed list. Um, and it basically takes you across all styles from all over the world. And I would work my shift. And on my way back to the car, I would stop at Novare and have a beer and pepper the, these poor bartenders with a million questions. What is this? What else can I try like this? What is this taste? Why do I like it? Why don't I like it? Um, and then I really just blossomed into this like serious obsession and rabbit hole. Really, I got very into the chemistry of beer, what tastes what, like what and why. Um, and then it just kind of blossomed from from there, really. And then at some point, you know, I was often the only woman in tasting rooms, the only woman at the brewery. Beer was still so young and even more male dominated at that point. Um so I'm trying to make friends with brewers and things like that. And then finally, my friends and family were just like, if you say one more thing about beer or yeast or hops, we're going to throw you off the roof. Right. Um, so I was like, fine, I'll tell the Internet. And sure. so I just started telling the Internet and um, I never thought anything of it really at all. And at some point, people just got a hold of some of the reviews. They started to get reposted to larger, more popular beer Instagrams. Um, and then my Instagram really started to take off. And then probably, I don't even remember what my original handle was. I was sitting in the bathtub drinking a beer and I was like, I'm the beer mama. And so I changed my handle to the beer mama because right. it just, I work in marketing. Um, right. and I was like, this is great. This sounds like it makes sense. And then shortly after that, it just really, the growth started to go really crazy. And I went from just being a beer drinker online to the beer mama right and so are you writing for anyone or you're just writing for your own content i write for my own content i would actually okay. love to start writing for other people and i have like 
been interviewed before and been in publications talking about things, but I, that does feel like the natural next step, honestly, is to start right. writing for other people. You know, it's funny because I've written for people in the past. So I have a very similar experience about wine. I used to talk about it all the time. And my girlfriend, Yvonne, who lives in Kilkenny, Ireland, she goes, Melanie, mm-hmm. you talk about wine all the time. You need to do something with it. And if somebody had to like literally hit me upside the head and say that to then I started doing all my WSET stuff and all that. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, again, do what you love and everything will follow. Right. And yeah. I think that um, you're doing an amazing job so far. So you okay. grew up in you grew up in Maine. Is that correct? No, I'm not a native Mainer. Okay. I uh, am what I like to say. An, I'm a naturalized Mainer. Yeah, so I actually <laughs> I grew up in um, Washington State originally. So I spent the first eight years of my life on the Port Madison Reservation wow. in Washington State. Um, my dad was military, so we then okay. moved to the East Coast very briefly, and then we spent three years in Sardinia. Oh, cool. Okay. And then we originally moved to Maine so I could attend high school because there's no high school for me to go to. Um, we lived on an island off the coast of Sardinia, and oh, there was no yeah. high school for me to attend. Right. So we moved here for high school, and then I hated it. I hated Maine so much. Well, where and did I- you move? You moved to Brunswick? To Brunswick, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, my parents actually still live here. Nice. Um, I hated it so much because we went from a place so rich in culture right. and food and stuff to Maine. And like the scene here in Maine was so different at the time. Right. This is like 2001, maybe. Night and day. <laughs> oh, it would, you, Portland's like a, you wouldn't even, it was a totally different animal at Love that it. point. What was um, the name of the island? It's called La Madalena. And is it north, about- northeast, southwest? It is smack in the middle between Sardinia and Corsica. Okay, gotcha. Okay, but it's Italian. It is, it's yes. Italian. It is okay. Italian. Like we, our house literally was situated like on this cliff, and you could look out over the water at Corsica over the straits. It was wow. really an incredible place. Oh, amazing. That's so. so it was tough going from that to right. Maine. Back to Corsica. <laughs> well, you know, well, Maine has its charms, but I know what you mean. It, it does. Hard going from Europe back here because it, you know, it's I mean, it's funny because Corsica actually has this really um abnormally large group of centenarios or is that Mm -hmm. what you call them when they're people who turn 100 and they 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 say it's because of their diet because they have this diet that's rich in um, whole grains and goat's milk Mm -hmm. (laughs) so they did that's what they produce so yeah i've never been to uh sardinia i've actually been to sicily twice this year this past year but uh, I do plan to get to Sardinia because it's it's on my list. Yeah, and I recommend it to everybody. It's really incredible. I always I actually compare it to Maine a lot because mm-hmm. you're still in Italy, but it really has its own culture, its own right. dialect, oh, its absolutely. own way of life, sure. and it's a really tough landscape to work. It's very rocky. It's hard to grow stuff in, and so the people are very self sufficient and very hardy, right. and they kind of have like the same level of candor right. that you find. Right. Here in Maine. Like Mainers yeah. are not afraid to tell you what's up and neither oh, are Sardinians. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I call it, you know, begrudging, you know, it's like, and yeah. I say that, you know, because I'm, I'm a Mainer that's coming on, coming on. But, you know, when you come back, you, there's a little level of like, well, I don't know if we trust them, you know, that type of thing. So it, it takes a lot to earn people's and means trust, I think. It, do- um, it does. Yeah. It does, yeah. Um, so that you've got to prove yourself to them. <laughs> yes. I, this is a discussion I have all the time, actually, it's, it's with people cute. coming in from out of state trying to like establish themselves in Maine. And I'm like, you got to understand, like right. when you're in, you're in, but you're going to have to work for it. Absolutely. You're going to start from high school. 
Yeah. So, um, I finished high school, left, went to school. I worked on a yacht for a while. Mm-hmm. I was down in the South for a hot minute, you know, just being an early a person in my early twenties. Yeah. Then I had my daughter and I moved home to Maine and, by then, Portland, the Portland area and Maine in general was so different. There were craft breweries. There was like actual restaurants. There was great food. There was more farmers, more producers. Um, and that that's when I think my love affair with Maine really started is when I came back permanently with my daughter. I had a new appreciation for the way of life here, obviously, because I had a child, too. Um, but also Maine started to really come into its own as far as producing like world-class food and beer and other beverages too. Um, and now as much as I love to travel, I go all over the place. I still, Maine like has my heart completely at this point. Yeah. There's no place like home. It's really wonderful. Yeah, it's, it's so great here. I'm like, yeah, I'm so like Maine's spoiled. biggest hype girl now. Right. Yeah. We're so spoiled yeah. too. We have, you know, I, I lived in LA for a while and the food was terrible. I mean, yes. I, it's really bad to say there was good food in LA, but I, you know, we're just so spoiled with having this fresh, amazing seafood and everybody comes, you know, travels the world to come here and have it. And we have it, you know, right now is scallop season and we can, I can buy scallops for $20 a pound from the Sheehan's who live in Freeport, you know, that type of thing. So, yes, exactly. Like know, I get $6 lobsters five miles down the road. That's great. On, it's yeah. incredible. It's a luxury that very few people have. So it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. So you work with other people. Oh, so getting back, so you came back to Maine and that's yep. when you went to Navari Res. And since then, your Instagram has just grown and grown and grown. And mm-hmm. then you started, you're now working with other businesses. I do. Yeah. So somewhere along the line of me, when I, after I became the beer mama, um, kind of officially, and then it really started to grow at some point, I kind of realized that I was like pretty good at social media. I, you know, I was posting it just, I love a puzzle because of the way my brain works. And so the shifting algorithms, the figuring out the best times to post all of that stuff, like just kind of started to make sense. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I should be doing this for work, right? Like this, this feels like a natural path for me. Right. So, you know, I had lots of jobs that were full-time, but then behind the scenes, I was always getting better at social media, helping people out, doing consultations and things like that. And then a few, probably, I would say pre-pandemic, I started to go into doing more social media type stuff full time. Um, And now that's all I do. And it's both good and bad, because you make cool connections. And you know, it's fun. And I can do it anywhere from my phone. But at the same time, it's like, you don't want to see what my phone tells me my screen time is. Right. Right. It's a lot lot of staring at my phone. Sure, sure, sure. Well, it's great to be able to work from your phone, especially when you're a mom, because it's hard, you know, when you're you're a single mom, you're like, your time is valuable. So you need to make good use of it, but you need to be flexible too, just in case somebody's not well or somebody Mm -hmm. needs to be picked up or brought somewhere or whatever the case is. I think that that's where we're kind of going for since 2020 is uh, looking for careers that bring us outside of, you know, the normal nine to five in a business, that type of thing. Yeah, 100%. And I definitely am not the kind of person who thrives in an office. Yeah, I don't like, being, like, I, like I actually a little like working from my car better than an office because I've been an, mm-hmm. I've been a root salesperson for a long time. But I, I love the car. I love to drive. So I'm, yeah. I'm good on the road, but I'm really bad when I'm sitting in one given place for a long time. And mm-hmm. so um, you were just recently on Maxim. I was, yes. 
So they reached out to me about just like 10 places that I recommended for great cocktails in I saw the Great Portland. Lost Bear on there. Our good friends. Oh, yeah, of course. And, um, what's his name? The other guy. Andy. Andy Zia. They're the new owners. They bought it from my. Yes. Uh, they were so sweet and so excited when I named them. But obviously, I mean, there's oh. such an OG here in the area. They were like the first people to be pouring Allagash White. Sure. They're just an institution. But oh, um, I was. It was very exciting. And hopefully I'll be doing a little bit of writing for them at, right, at good. in the future, too. There you go. So, yeah. So getting back to the writing thing, I started writing. I got sidetracked. I started writing for like a small little um, like free magazine in Dublin called In Dublin. And I mm -hmm. did like I had 400 words and I'd write about Pinot Noir or terroir or just just like little blurbs. And uh, then I came back home to Maine and I have a friend named Lori Notch who had a magazine at the time called Adventures for the Average Person. Mm -hmm. And it was like a women focused magazine that she had a, a large subscribership to. And I wrote for her for a little bit and I haven't written in a while. Um, although with the video content that I produce, I write all the voiceovers and I do the voiceovers. Mm -hmm. I guess I write to a certain extent, but it's been a while. Yeah. Um, that's exciting, you know, cause that's really kind of what you're doing. You know, you were an influencer, you're, you know, but you were telling me earlier that you're branching out into different areas because I, I noticed that main spirits had you on their placard once upon a time. Yes. That was, I think right after the pandemic started, right they had me come on and like they had like various local personalities come in and like we had like a signature cocktail and they styled me and then uh, right. my face it was very odd because it was one of the first times that I had like a huge amount of visibility outside of the internet right. really right. and so you would walk into like a liquor store or a Hanford or Shaw's and I, there I was like plastered everywhere yeah 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 I used to work in the I used to work in retail if that was, makes sense kind of merchandising type of thing so yeah I um, and familiar with main spirits they're great and so uh, but you're branching out into other areas too because you're interested in bourbon I yeah so I, I love beer mm -hmm. so much um, I love the chemistry behind it I love talking about the terroir really of any agricultural mm -hmm. product but um I I love a good cocktail now like I not didn't used to be like a cocktail girl and I'm a huge I'm a huge bourbon aficionado and connoisseur I just don't talk about it that much online um but I love I drink like a grandpa I'm drinking brown liquor or a beer <laughs> most of the time and so as I matured and my platform matured and I started to feel a little bit like I had accomplished what I had hoped for in local beer, it became also food and then lifestyle. And now I do a lot of traveling. So that incorporates travel as well. And so the brand has definitely matured into more of like a, I would say like higher end lifestyle type stuff. But I still within that, I definitely still like to keep it like pretty authentic. And um, it never feels like too hoity toity or inaccessible or out of touch. Right. And uh, get, tell me your favorite bourbons. Um, I'm a big Blanton's enthusiast, but my all-time most favorite bourbon is called Leaper's Fork, and it's out of Tennessee. It's made in Franklin, Tennessee, um, and the bourbon is is called Leaper's Fork, and this little area is called Leaper's Fork, and I would put it up against Pappy, against the top-rated bourbons in the world. It's it delicious. Is Maine? I don't think so. You can buy it online and have it shipped. You look it up on the main main spirits app. Oh my god! If it is, I'm gonna I'm gonna like lose it. 
Yeah, there's a main spirits app. And so if there's anything you're looking for, you can always look it up on the map and you and or on the app. And you can also look at the app and get cocktail suggestions, which is kind of cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. 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 Um, Normally so, I have my sister mule it up for me because she lives down there. Oh, okay. So I have her bring a bottle back with her or I have to order it through the website and have it shipped to me. It's absolutely phenomenal, though. Can you do that in Maine? Is it legal to do that? I don't know. because sometimes I believe they're listed that. I mean, I get a lot of liquor mail, so that's right. Cool. Right, right. <laughs> um are people sending I believe, you stuff mm-hmm. yeah i get a lot of beer boxes vodkas bourbons somebody is sending me some absinthe coming up which is not my personal favorite but i've been getting more into making cocktails at home right um so i used to work for southern and i had i used to sell blends and i sold blends mm-hmm. and pappy van winkle and everything from that to fireball so you name it um and i had on my shelf because we i had about i had a lot of liquor in my house I had Angel's Envy. I had all these different bourbons. And I have to tell you, if I did a blind tasting, people would always pick Elijah Craig. And it's really, really? it's my go-to too. I really just love it. And value for money. I think it's $36 a bottle and it's just really fantastic. You know, it's very reasonably priced, very reasonably priced and, and really excellent quality. And I would have people taste it against Angel's Envy and Blanton's and all these different bourbons. And they'd always pick that one. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna have to, now I'm going to have to do that to myself one yeah, day, like yeah, run yeah. my own blind tasting. There you go. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. We did a lot of bourbon and tequila tastings, especially during COVID because, you know, everybody was locked in the house and I had all kinds of tequila. So yeah, I think we all drank a lot during that time. I know. <laughs> it was like, oh, it's four o'clock. Let's have a cocktail. Yeah, it's two. I haven't left my it, house in four days. I know. I'm yeah. My downstairs days. neighbor was working for him well he was working for a company but he was working remotely too so he would always come up after work and we were set up we call it the the palace we were all locked in the palace but we got through it it was a crazy time I'll tell you it's crazy time to be a parent during that time too I'm sure it wasn't easy on you um I think I cried over my daughter's math more than she cried over her math and how old is she Chloe is 14 oh wow it's crazy how time flies isn't it I, I, it's, it's wild. She's going to be in high school next year. I'm like, not, I'm not prepared because I I have to catch myself sometimes. And I'm like, I have a freaking 14 year old. Like who even let me walk out of the hospital responsible for an entire human. I know you're doing a great job. Um, (laughs) So you try really hard. (laughs) I know you know, but you are, you're doing a fantastic job. Um, So I want to, I want you to tell everybody how they can find you. So you can find me on Instagram right. as the beer mama, M-A-M-A. Yep. I have a TikTok as well by the okay. same handle. There's not a lot going on on there, honestly. It's not okay. my favorite platform. It's more that I use it because I have to be familiar with it for work. Um, okay. And then I also have a Facebook page that's the beer mama as well. Okay, got you. Are you on threads yet? Threads? I am on threads. Yeah, yeah you can also threads. find me on threads, same right. handle. Threads is sort of like the Instagram version of, of X, I suppose. And yeah, so- I like it quite a bit, honestly. It's a great area to grow, right? Too. Like, I do very little on there, and I've done a pretty good job accumulating like a solid followership on Threads already. Do you automatically have the followers on Threads that you do on Instagram, or no? No. Okay. Or I think that's not. You can select it to automatically follow on Threads people you already right. follow, but it's also got like just really good organic reach on there, where you can do very little work and attract a new audience, which is wonderful because. Um, I've been like kind of inconsistent with my social media lately. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't think so. I think you're doing a fine job. And so I ask all of my guests this and I will ask you, um, what do you love? 
what do I love? I mean, I love Maine, um, but ultimately what I, yeah, what I really love is just, I love experiences. I love all consuming experiences. So, you know, whether that's sitting in the warm sun with the sound of a main beach and a great beer in my hand or walking into somewhere like Via Vecchia where it's the service, the food, the decor is all on point. Like I am an absolute sucker and slave for any completely consuming experience. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Have you been to Poppy yet? Yes, yes. I haven't. I love Poppy. I think I actually might have listed them in my Maxim thing. Oh, okay. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Blythenboro, I'm sure. I think I listed three of the four Miranda groups. Right, right. We, we love Joshua. He's he's a very good friend of ours. He he my son worked for him uh last either last summer or the summer before last. Oh nice. Yeah. yeah. And uh so he's we love him. So it's always nice to give him a plug. And so um I'm gonna ask you your for your song if you have one. Oh, but like what song? Like what like my walkout song, like I'm a boxer or like a song? Yeah, like it like it's your movie God. and it's your song. It's my movie and it's my song. <laughs> oh man. Um, two songs that I always have on repeat are Novocaine by Frank Ocean mm-hmm. and uh Sweet Disposition. I think it's by the Temper Trap. Okay, so let's say Novocaine. How's that sound? Is that okay? <laughs> yeah. All right. Something, something about like Frank Ocean's like borderline nonsensical lyrics. I just right? love it so much. Okay, awesome. So I'm gonna play your song now. Um, okay. Thank you so much. Have a great day. And everybody, thank you. To your mama on Instagram. Have a great thank day. Thank you so much. Okay. I think I started something. I got what I wanted. Did, did, and I can't feel nothing. Superhuman, even when I'm fucking for agro.